Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. What's up, 12 Stone? How we doing? Welcome to my house. Today's gonna feel a little bit different for a lot of us, but if you're part of 12 Stone Home, welcome to my home. It's gonna be feel pretty normal for you, but if you're used to going to a campus, it's gonna feel a little different. There's no parking team parking your car for you, right? You, you, if you have kids like me, hey, first of all, there's my kids. Everyone say hi, and my hi. wife. There's unfortunately no children's ministry today. Sorry about that, tough luck. And maybe you're used to getting your, your coffee made for you, and if that's you, you're gonna have to make it yourself. I don't drink coffee, so I'll rock the water for today. So it's gonna feel a little different. See, but that's on purpose. It's part of our church's rhythm. One week in 52, we do what we're doing today. And it's, it's sort of multifaceted. First of all, we give our awesome volunteers a break. So if you're a volunteer watching, thank you for everything you do, especially those in the nursery Children's ministry, thank you for what you do. But whether you're part of the brew team or parking team or production and worship, whatever you do, thank you. We hope you're catching your breath this weekend, finding rest. And this, this is part of the rhythm of what we do as a church. One in 52, we just catch our breath. In fact, that's what we're actually talking about today throughout the service. We're talking about the rhythms of life. The rhythms of life. Maybe you didn't know this, but we all have rhythms. You've got rhythms for how you do life, what your morning routine is, what your bedtime, bath time routine is with your kids. That's part of your rhythm. You've got a rhythm for how you go to the grocery store. You know which aisles you hit first. You know which aisles you skip. The kids are there. You don't go down the candy aisle. Big mistake. You have rhythms. We all do. In fact, we all have morning rhythms of how our day starts. Some of y'all, my wife's actually one of them, she's, she's a freak of nature in the morning. She's up before the sun, she's working out, she's got a cup of coffee in her hand before like the sun's up. And for those of you who do that, good for you, it's awesome. For the rest of us, it might look like hitting the snooze button five, six, seven times and by the time you're actually conscious, it's a dead sprint to the shower, a dead sprint to the car and you're barely pulling on two wheels. There's no shame in your game, but here's what we're gonna do. Throughout the teaching, we're gonna pause and this is gonna be the first one. We're gonna invite you to have a conversation with your 12-stone home group, with your family, with your friends, whoever you're with. Here's the first conversation I want you to have. Why, why don't you explain what your morning rhythm looks like? What's the rhythm by which you start your day? We're not gonna judge you, just be honest. So have fun and answer this question. What is your morning rhythm? Hopefully you had some fun talking about your morning routines. I'm sure you're all over the map. Some of y'all are night owls, so the morning doesn't exist. Some of you are like, early bird gets the worm, it's great. But here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the rhythms of life. See, life has rhythm everywhere we go. In fact, early in scripture, God shows us the picture of the very first rhythm. See, God just finished creating everything that we know from birds and trees and sky and earth, everything and humans, Adam and Eve, he created all of us. And then he inserts a new rhythm into creation. Starts in Genesis 2, verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. See, that was the first, maybe you missed it. That was the first rhythm in scripture. For six days, God worked 
created, strived, accomplished something. And then on the seventh day, he rested. He stopped working. He ceased striving. And it says in scripture, we were created in his image. So here's what you need to know. You and I were created for rhythms of work and rhythms of rest. Like that's just how it's supposed to be. That's how God created us. In fact, rhythm is actually a musical term. If you've ever seen someone on the dance floor, some people have rhythm, some people don't have rhythm, but it's a musical term. It, it, it means putting the right notes in the right places at the right time. It's how you have rhythm. And so maybe, maybe this will be helpful for us, a little picture. This is my daughter, Lizzie. Can you say hi to everybody? Hi. How old are you? 12. I didn't ask you that because I didn't know. I just want you to know they're 12. She's 12. And we've been doing piano lessons with all of our kids. So we're trying to teach them how to read music. And it's interesting because the people who compose music are very strategic with where they put things. In fact, I don't know if you can see it, but on any piece of music, there are notes everywhere, and then there are rests in between notes. And what a note tells you to do, a note tells you to do something, play something, like make the noise, make your sound on your instrument. And the rest tells you, don't make any noise, don't play your instrument, stop playing. And the way that music works together is the rhythm of notes and rest is what makes beauty in music. You need both of those things. In fact, we're gonna, we're gonna put you to the test, all right, girl? You've been practicing, don't be nervous. It's only a couple thousand people watching this, so I wouldn't lose sleep over it, right? Mm -hmm. Crack your knuckles, get ready. And we're gonna play the most cliche piano song ever, Heart and Soul. And so I've been practicing not as much as you, so I might, I might mess this up. But why don't you go ahead and lay it down for us nice and slow. Give us that groove of music. Go ahead. That's my girl right there. Talent. I'm gonna add my stuff to it. You can start to feel this. I'm already messing up. That's not how it's supposed to go. You get the vibe. Here's what I want you to hear. Keep playing nice and slow. I want you to hear the difference between notes and rests, and the rest is what actually gives the rest of the song its beauty. Rest. I didn't keep plugging through. The beauty of the song is actually found in the in-between stuff. Like, life is the same way. There's beauty in between the notes and the rest, and the interplay of the rhythm of the notes and the rhythm of rest, and that's what we're trying to get across today. The way that music works, the beauty is in the interplay between playing and resting. For life, it's the difference between working and resting. And if you just try to rush your way through, through music, it loses its beauty. It's just noise at that point without the rest. There's no breath in that. And let's be honest. This year has been busy and there's been so much going on. That's what our life sort of feels like. I'm always on, I'm always working, I'm always having to play. And here's the, here's the point I'm making. Life without rest is just noise. See, music without the rest is just noise. And if I'm honest, there are places where my life just feels like noise because I just have to keep working and striving and there's no breath for rest. When Jesus created you, not just to play all the time, but have the rest. Not just to work all the time, but have the rest. In fact, here's what Jesus says in Mark 6. And you can pause for a second, babe. Here's what he says. 
Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to his disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. That doesn't feel spiritual to many of us. Just, just take a nap, get some rest. Doesn't feel spiritual. But Jesus is recognizing, listen, you were built for rhythms of rest and for work, for work and for rest. And what you, what you hear and feel in good music is that there's a relationship between what you're playing and what you're not playing. What you feel in like a healthy life work balance is that you have the rhythms of work and you have the rhythms of rest. And when all you do is work and work and work, it's just noise. So I wanna give you just a minute to talk with whoever you're with. Maybe if you're honest and you take sort of inventory of the last year, there are places where your life just feels like there's all notes and no rest and it's just noise. Maybe it's work and you're just meeting to meeting to meeting and you've lost what it looks like to enjoy work because it's just noise. Maybe it's you're so busy taking kids from choir practice to choir rehearsal to piano recital to sports where it's just you're just all notes and no rest. It's just noise. Maybe you have some relationships where it's just all work and no rest and it's just noise. Be honest, be transparent. Where are some places where maybe your life feels like it's just a whole lot of noise? And we'll be back with you in just a minute. So life without a rhythm of rest, it's just noise. If all you're doing is work, 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 move, 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 play, 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 it's all notes and no rest. It's no longer the beauty of music. It's not how God designed us to live. And I hope, I hope you got real and took an inventory. Where are the places where your life feels like noise? It's just too much of the work and not enough of the rest, the breath that Jesus invites us into. Here's, here's the good news. We're stepping into a week that is unique to any other week in the calendar. That week before Christmas and New Year's is sort of like the magic week for many of us where you just have more space than you normally do. Maybe there's, your kids are probably not in school. You probably don't have to go to the office every day that week. You got space and you get to decide what are you gonna fill that space with? Is it gonna be more notes or more rest? And maybe God brought you here today simply to, to recognize the fact that maybe you need to build some rhythms of rest in these next seven days that'll play out into the next year of how you do life. God didn't invite you, your, your musical page to look like all notes and no rest. And today we have the opportunity to make that decision. And so I wanna give you sort of three thoughts. Let's scratch down a couple notes for us to think about. I want you to consider three things as we step into the last week of 2021 and then into the first week of 2022. Here's three things I want you to consider. Here's the first one. Give yourself permission to rest. I know it might sound silly, but you, you have to start between your own ears and say, I, I, I need to give myself permission. If, if there's a moment of honesty, I like being busy sometimes. Like I like working. I like having a full calendar. I like the speed of life where it's just, you're going, you're going, you're going. We, we love to do those things. We enjoy having the full calendar, but let's, some of us actually feel guilty for giving ourselves downtime. There's been times where I'm just so used to working that when I sit on the couch and, and just relax for a minute, I actually have this weird guilt creeping up inside me. It's like, it's something, it's like I find my identity in staying busy. I find my identity in playing the right notes that when I rest, I feel guilty, which is obviously a sickness inside. But, but here's what Jesus invites us to. It's one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. Matthew 11, 18, or 11, 
28 to 30. Here's what he says. This is Jesus talking to us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, Jesus assumes that you and I are going to get weary and need rest. Notice Jesus didn't say, keep working harder, chin up, keep working, keep plugging away and you'll get there. He says, no, when you get tired and weary, come to me and I will give you rest. He assumes it. See, here's, here's the nature of rest. The nature of rest for a follower of Jesus is that when you stop working, God is still working. When you take the rest, when you take the breath, when you, when you insert the rhythm of rest and put aside work, the work doesn't stop because God is still bringing his purposes to bear even when we're resting. You see, rest is actually an act of worship. Have you never thought of this before? It's an act of worship because you're acknowledging that God is God and you're not. You're acknowledging that all the work I could ever do doesn't compare to what God can do. And when I rest, it's an act of worship declaring, God, I'm a finite, limited human being, and you are a perfect, unlimited God. And so I can rest knowing that you're still on the job. I can rest in parenting from time to time. I can find that rhythm of rest and go, I'm just going to relax because God is still parenting. I, I, don't, I don't have to be thinking about making my next dollar every day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year because I'm ultimately not my provider. See, rest is an act of worship. And in order to rest, you have to engage your heart of worship to cast your cares, your anxiety, your pressures, your problems, cast them on him so that you can punch out knowing that he never does. That's the beauty of rest. And maybe for you, there's, there's a question to ponder. You don't have to talk about this as a group. Just, just maybe sometime this week, you, you have to wrestle down the thought, where have you not given yourself permission to rest when in fact Jesus has invited you to rest? Where are the places where you've subconsciously just assumed, I have to keep working, I have to keep driving. Moms feeling like I can't take a night off for myself because I gotta be the perfect mom. Business owners feeling like I can't take a day off. The business is gonna go under if I, and maybe God's going, listen, that one in seven day rest thing, that was my idea. And if you'll come to me, my yoke is easy. You might punch the clock and check out, I never do. So the first thing I just give you for these next seven days and really for this year is give yourself permission to rest. Secondly, don't settle for cheap rest. Don't settle for cheap rest. And here's what I mean by that. There's different kinds of rest and there's really a difference between rest and laziness. See, rest is what we do when we're tired and sleepy. It's, it's what we do after we work all day and sweat and earn and accomplish something. Rest is, is what your body needs after physical, emotional, intellectual work, sweat. That's what rest is. You work and then rest is what happens after that. Laziness, on the other hand, is when we're simply unwilling or unmotivated to do any kind of work. It's, it's, it's like, listen, I don't even need to work. I just, I just can't get myself to get out of bed and do something with my life. That's laziness. I'm not talking about laziness. See, notice in Genesis 2, when God said, listen, on the seventh day he rested, that was after he worked for six days. He wasn't being lazy. He was resting after work. 
Obviously, God's omnipotent. He doesn't need to rest. I get it. But he was creating a rhythm for us to live by. See, rest is what happens after you work. Laziness is what you do before you work. See, laziness is sloppy. Rest is intentional. Laziness leaves you more tired. Rest leaves you rejuvenated. See, when I say cheap rest, it's the, it's the rest that's like you stay up playing video games till 2 in the morning or you binge Netflix and drink until 2 a.m. And, and, and you say that's rest. It, it's, it's going on a vacation and coming back exhausted. Like, I'm not talking about that. I know that that's not real rest because you wake up the next morning more tired. If your rest requires more rest, you weren't resting. You were indulging or being lazy. See, I'm talking about intentionally resting, not going for the cheap, lazy version of rest, but really resting. See, maybe it looks like taking a walk, taking a nap. I love naps. Praise God. There's very few things as holy as a smartly placed nap. Maybe it's spending time reading or learning or spending time playing a game as a family, enjoying unhurried conversations with your spouse or close friends. Maybe it's investing in uninterrupted time with God. See, there's cheap ways to rest binging this, grabbing that. And then there's really smart, healthy ways to rest like we just talked about. See, resting is not for the weak, it's for the wise. Resting is not for people that are weak. Oh, you have to rest. No, it's for people that are wise. This is part of the rhythms of work and rest, notes and rest that God created us for. So I want you to take one more break and talk as a group. Here's where you can get creative and help each other. Whether you're sitting with your family or 12 Stone Home Group, What are some really practical ways that you can rest over the next seven days? Like get practical with it. What are some healthy ways that you can strategically and intentionally rest so that you come back into 2022 rejuvenated? Enjoy the conversation. So hopefully you got practical in that conversation. Like maybe you might leave today with a list of places that you can go. I'm going to carve out space for rest, the rhythm of rest that God's affording me of these next seven days between now and New Year. So we started with, listen, give yourself permission to rest. Jesus invited you to it. Then we went to don't, don't settle for cheap rest. We're not saying be lazy or self-indulgent. We're saying find a rest, the kind of rest that restores you. And lastly, here's the last observation we had is simply this. Don't make rest the end goal. That might sound counter to what everything I've, I've just taught, but don't make rest the end goal. Here's what I mean. Like putting gas in your car, that's not the end goal. I put gas in my car so I can get to my destination, right? Like I don't go to the gas station, fill up, and then leave the car parked there. That's not the end goal. The end goal is to get gas so I can go somewhere, so I can take my family somewhere, go visit someone I care about. See, that's sort of what rest is like. Rest isn't a goal in itself. Rest exists so that you can actually take your life somewhere. On the other side of rest, we actually want to see our strength renewed. Ultimately, rest is not the goal. Renewed strength is the goal. That's why God gives us rhythms of work and rest because when you, when you skip the rhythm of rest, your energy, your strength goes so far down, you can't keep working. And it's the law of diminishing returns. See, here's what, here's what God told us in Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. God will never be tired. God doesn't need the rest like we talked about. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. 
Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they won't be faint. See, the promise of God is that, listen, if you, if you will engage the rhythms of work and rest like he designed you to, he will renew your strength. See, when strength is depleted, it's usually because you lost a rhythm of rest. See, what, what God has designed rest to do is that when you rest in him, you're supposed to return to the work with renewed strength, not more depleted. So teachers, if, you're, if you will rest in God over these seven days, when you go back to the classroom, you'll have more passion for, for pouring into the next generation of students God's entrusted to you. Parents, if you will actually rest in him over this, this short break, you'll actually return to parenting with new, fresh passion to love your kids, serve your kids, and model what it means to follow Christ. Business owners, your rest should get you more excited to envision your company into the future. Students, rest should make you pumped to get back to finish school and to accomplish the dreams that God's put in your heart. Team 12 volunteers, we hope that this week of rest brings you back next weekend to our campuses with more excitement, more passion, more strength to do what God's called you to. See, rest isn't the goal. Resting in Christ should renew our strength, renew our passion, renew our vision for 2022. See, our end goal is that. But if we're honest, maybe your life feels like noise because it's all notes and no rest. And maybe it's noise because you've not addressed the reality that when you're not working, God still is. And you act as if you have to renew your own strength pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You are responsible to provide everything in your life. And there is no God out there who stays working when you rest. See, I've been there. We've all been in those moments. And maybe God brought you here just to remind you, listen, I created you to have rhythms of work and rhythms of rest. And this moment in time, God's inviting you to rest. Because like I said, rest is an act of worship. You have to engage your heart in worship, acknowledging that God is who he is and you're not. And you do the, the rhythms of work God's called you to, but when you're done, you rest knowing that he is still working. And that's why we're gonna sort of close our time together by engaging in worship together. And the guys are gonna lead us in a moment of worship where you're gonna have the opportunity to acknowledge God for who he is. And as you position him correctly, he is the one that will renew your strength. He's the one that helps you soar like, like an eagle with, on the wings of an eagle. That's what he does for you when he restores your strength. But you have to acknowledge who he is so that you can actually lay down your pressures, the problems, the weight of work, and trust him with it. So as you worship, that's what we hope God invites you to. So I wanna pray for you before the band leads us in worship. So God, thank you that you created us and you modeled the first rhythm of work and rest. You worked hard for six days and then you modeled rest for us. So God, for anybody that's in a season right now where it just feels like life is noise, relationships are noise, it feels like it's all notes and no rest, just more bricks, less straw, hard work, hard work, and there's no breath. God, I pray that you would you would help whisper your permissions to rest, that Jesus, you invite us, come to me if you're weary and I'll give you rest. 
God, for anybody who maybe is settled for cheap rest, that I'm just sort of, I'm watching the Netflix, I'm doing the this, I'm doing the that, I'm not really engaging in healthy rest. Would you correct that drift? And God, for all of us, would you help us to get to the end goal of your design for rest, which is that you would renew our strength and that we would step into 2022 with renewed strength, renewed vision, renewed passion for all that you've called us to. So God, as we worship, would we acknowledge who you are and who we're not? And would that give us a rest that you are working even when we're resting? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.